Hey everyone, this is Jeff Shulman, and before we begin today's podcast, I just want to let you know that you have a chance to connect with some of the very best product managers in the world and to learn from some of the very best product managers in the world. The Inclusive Product Management Summit is being hosted right here in Seattle uh, at the University of Washington on May 12th and May 13th, and this is a chance to learn how inclusion can drive success for your business. As you've heard from me before, I truly believe that inclusion is a goal worthy in its own right, worthy of pursuit. But inclusion also is a path to standard success metrics in product management. And at the Inclusive Product Management Summit, you're going to learn how you can utilize best practices in inclusion to deliver superior value to your customers and superior value to your business. It is truly the future of product management, and you don't want to miss it. May 12th, May 13th, here in Seattle, people are coming from all over the world, and you could register with the link in the description of this episode. Now, enjoy today's show. Product managers give 100% of themselves to their customers. But who's there for the PM? The Product Management Center at the University of Washington. It's a global hub for knowledge, community, and impact. I'm Jeff Shulman, founding director of the Product Management Center, and your host on this show, How to Succeed in Product Management. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jeff Shulman, and we are having an important conversation today. We are going to talk about using ChatGPT to land a product manager role. And today's an exciting conversation for me because we have two fellows from the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator that we have here at the University of Washington. And they are going to share the creative ways that they've been using ChatGPT in their search for a product management role. And this is brand new. And so there's not necessarily going to be a lot of data that says what you should or should not do. But my hope is that through this conversation, what they're doing sparks some ideas of what you can do. And I'm hoping that Sumeya will be able to chime in here and there to talk about, you know, words of caution of how you apply the approach that you hear today and also words of encouragement on some things that should work well based off of her years of experience hiring people as in product management and becoming a product manager. So... Let's kick it off real quick again with a caveat that this is new technology. These are new ways people are using it, and I hope they spur creativity in you. And we'll discuss, and we hope that you hop on stage and share if you have some ways that you're using ChatGPT to land a product management role, or if you have advice related to landing a product management role. So first off, Sumeya, uh, who tried to hide in the audience real quick. Sumeya, we've got a lot of new faces here today, so if you could just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey in product management. Sure. Thanks, Jeff. I think I'll be aging myself by talking about my 20 years in this world of product management and building tech. But I'm really excited about these new tools that are available to accelerate our growth, accelerate how we can get to value for our customers. And that's the point of view that I'll be bringing into the conversation today. I'm also excited to be learning from the other guests here who have used the technology in a in this new way. So thanks, Jeff. All right. Thank you, Sumeya. And then again, we have two fellows in the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator. Just real quick about that. It's a program that's meant to empower new aspiring product managers, people who are committed to building a more inclusive future, to empower them to grab their first product management role. We're grateful for T-Mobile and Starbucks who sponsor this program that allows it to be free. So if you're a product manager listening to this program, I hope you'll volunteer as we build a more inclusive future. 
And if you're an aspiring product manager who's committed to inclusion, I hope you'll apply this summer to the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator. So first off, Sheena, just tell us quickly a little bit about yourself. We'll then hear from our other panelists, and then we will dive into how you're using ChatGPT. So Sheena, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, thank you for having me, Jeff. So quick overview about me is that I was a part of the program that Jeff spoke about and I was very happy about it. I'm coming from a marketing background and this program has helped me to transition from a marketing to product. And in order for me to do that, I've been using ChatGPT and ChatAI, other AI products, and I have learned interviews using these products. So I'm excited to share with you guys what I have found and I hope I can help you guys to learn an opportunity in this field as well. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sheena. Fedor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hi, my name is Fyodor. I'm originally from Russia. I came to the US for my master's degree, but then had to stay here and rethink my career plans. Hence, I'm pivoting into product management from a background in economic research, product research, and program management in nonprofit background. I have been using ChatGPT almost every day. <laughs> it's an amazing tool. I love it. There are a lot of other tools that you can use for your job search, and I would love to share about this today. All right. Thanks for being here. And then Red, you're on the founding advisory board for the Product Management Center. One of the reasons we exist is because of your energy and passion for building a, a global hub for knowledge, community, and impact. Red, tell people how they can get involved in today's conversation. Absolutely. So in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, we are going to open up the stage, well, the digital stage for questions. So if you have something that pops into your head, ooh, I don't quite understand what they were saying. I'd like to dig in more or, oh, I would like to add a counterpoint to that and challenge them. That's right. We love controversy. So if you're somebody who has a question or something to add, go ahead and either DM me on LinkedIn, put it in in the comment section and we'll use it. Or, and I'm getting DMs now. I love it. Hi, Brandon. Finally, and most importantly, we have a Slack group for those people who might be shy and don't want to be on stage, but rather want me to be a conduit for asking questions on their behalf. Whatever the case may be, we're listening, we're hungry, and we want this show to be about giving you what you need to land that incredible job in product management. Back to you, Jeff. All right. Thank you, Red. So real quick, Sumeya is going to frame it. I'm going to put her on the spot here. But Sumeya, if you could just frame a little bit about like within a two minutes framing for what needs to be done for somebody to be able to break into product management, and then we'll have Sheena and Fedor talk about which parts of that they're tackling with ChatGPT. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to keep it a little high level only because if we bring down the level of abstraction, then we're going to start talking about one company versus the next. But in general, I would, you know, place the categories that most of us look for into one skills and two communication. So one, what have you done? And two, how can you convey that effectively? Because you being able to sell yourself is basically proof that you can also sell other things because remember you're doing the influence without authority thing as a PM, which half of it is selling, or you can call it another thing. You can call it just influence. And so when it comes to skills, there are some key skills. And again, depending on the job, you might have to have a little more of one versus the other, but they fall into different buckets. You have the technology, like knowledge of technology, for example, if you're building software that looks different than if you're building hardware, you need to have a little bit of understanding of what strategy looks like. 
you need a little bit of understanding around what execution around product building, product launching, ideation, discovery looks like. And then you need to be able to tell the story of how you've done that. So a lot of people want to understand what are the outcomes you achieved through your work. And even if you don't come from a pure product management background, work have you done that lends itself to the skills that are needed for you to be an effective product manager? So those are the two categories. And we can bring down the conversation to a little more detail. But if we do that, just be cognizant that if we're talking, for example, about applying to be a PM at Google versus Meta versus VMware versus another company, that's where the details get very specific. Thank you, Samaya. That's excellent. And then from my perspective, as we started this inclusive product management accelerator program, I also see it as a funnel, right? So if you're looking at your own customer journey map as you're trying to buy that role of product manager, not buy it with money, but sweat and tears, you have to build the skills. You have to communicate the skills. You have to identify companies that value your skills and background. And then you have to identify roles. And then you have to convince the people in that role that you're worthy of an interview. And then you have to convince the people that you interview that you are worthy of getting that job. And so, Sheena, I'm wondering, across that process that I've talked about and what Sumeo is saying, which aspect are you specifically using ChatGPT for? Perfect. So I use it for different reasons. One, I help it to write my cover letter based on the company mission and its tone. That saved me a lot of time because I'm not good with writing, as well as I'm using ChatGPT to identify skill sets and using it to build my own products in a specific niche. So somewhere said that find out the company that you want to be into. That's what I'm doing where I'm using it to highlight specific companies. For example, I like to be in the travel tech industry. So I'm using it to search for companies that is in that region. I asked it to, you know, put it in like a format, in like a table, the companies, the website, and what products they've been along their mission to see if I can tie myself into that company mission, try to learn the skills at the same time. I use ChatGPT to help me to create ideas around in the travel industry. And it's helped with my research process as well, where I use it to send, you know, the websites or any articles in or any reports in a particular niche and ask it to find any issues or what products I can use to build. And from there, I just expand, you know, I just dive deeper in it. So that's what I'm using it for currently at the moment. And double clicking on the helping to write cover letters, because every company wants to know how you fit with what they're trying to do. And if you try to do that for as many companies as you would need to apply for to get a product management role, I could see where that would take a lot of your time. What specific prompts, like how are you getting that to actually work for you? Great, no problem. So what I do is that I will ask ChatGPT and say, hey, can you help me with a job letter? And from there, it asks questions. So I put in the job description and say, this is a job description. This is my personal experience. Can you write a cover letter based on my personal experience, tied with this job description? And from there, it will generate a message letter for me and I'll look at it and you know and tweak it a little bit and so on but I try to make it to personalize it as much as possible so I would say hey if anything I say can I rewrite it in a first a human tone or just using a company tone from this website to write it 
back. Because one thing I noticed that hiring managers are looking in their cover letters that you are matching their tone of the company. So that's one thing I am very keen about. Thank you. And now, Sumeya, just curious on, we don't want to say good or bad, but just pros and cons of using that creatively like Sheena's using. I frankly, I love it. And Sheena, I do have a couple of like follow-ons to what you said. Like how long do your prompts tend to be, number one? And number two, how have the outputs been like? What has their quality been like? And do you treat them as a starting point? Do you do further edits? Curious about that. Okay, sure. No problem. So my prompts would pretty much be like, I used my resume, my information about me, and ask it to type back with the company tone where I would copy and paste back the company website or the job description and say, can you write cover letter acting on behalf of me, which it normally do that. It don't take me long, probably like less than three minutes, I would probably say. Sorry, uh-huh. you just copy your entire resume into the prompt? Right. They- okay. Got it. That what I do, or I just use my LinkedIn, you know, a summary about me, or just use my LinkedIn profile. Nice. Okay. And then in terms of the editing, like the results you get out of that, how have they been? Their quality level? Its quality is really good. It's excellent. As long as you ask it to write it in a specific tone, you train it, GPT, specifically what you want. That's very important for me. So I would say, can you write using tone of professional or casual based on a company tone? And it's pretty amazing, to be honest. I don't have to, you know, do five edits or 10 edits within one or two versions. That's good enough for me. Okay. And then if you were to tell us what tells you that you've been successful, like what have been some of the outcomes? You've done it now five times or six times. What does success look like? Well, for me, I base it on if I get a job, you know, an interview from... Yeah, that particular company. That's how I base my success. So when I'm doing my job research, I go through a tunnel where build on Excel where, you know, I say these are the jobs I'm applying for, what the stages I'm at. And if I go to the next stage, I look and say, what is very successful for me to go the next stage where I can say, you know, I save time is a chat GPT. This is the prompt that has been working for me. So I'm going to stick with that. So that's how I base my successful rates. And what has been the rate so far? So far, it has been good because currently I'm actually in an interview process. I apply for a product manager role at, you know, a company in the Caribbean where they want a product manager to help to develop the Caribbean. So I use ChatGBT to help me with that, to help with cover letter, to with the job descriptions, as well as I use it to help writing the emails because I'm coming from someone who is very casual. The companies are very professional and I'm not really able to match up that tone. Normally it takes me 10, 15 minutes to write back a response. So whenever they send me an email, I use chat GPT and say, hey, this is the tone. This is what I want to say. Can you help me rewriting their tone? So I'm ensuring I'm matching back their tone as well. So out of five applications, you've gotten one interview. Right. Right. Okay. That's a good rate. And just to ask about maybe your concern, because if I'm thinking about this situation, if the job you're applying to, everyone else did the same process that you're doing for, why do you think you would do better? If everyone went through ChatGPT and asked it to do the same thing, why would your cover letter be a better one? That's a good question. I would pretty much saying it helps me saving time and to be productive 
that's what I normally use it for, but is to find the right framework that works for the perfect cover letter. Say that this is the framework I'm using for my cover letter. I look a bit about myself, the experience and how I can improve the company products where sometimes, you know, I can't use chat GPT for that. I have to, you know, do a little search by myself, researching and using that information on back to my cover letter. Okay. And I think Sumeya, sorry, going back to like two weeks ago conversation, the podcast that just dropped on Wednesday, it seems that going forward, the ability to use AI tools is going to be table stakes. And so in the short run, it's an advantage. And in the long run, people like Sheena and Fit are going to have to figure out the next way to improve upon what everybody else is doing. But at the moment, it's table stakes. It's becoming in product management as well. Fedor, you came off mute. We're going to say something. Yeah, I actually have a way to improve yourself if you don't have a lot of experience with ChatGPT. And I do use the same method as Sheena. And sometimes ChatGPT provides us with results such as, I would love to join your team because I'm passionate about working with a team. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. So you have to improve your cures, your prompts in order to get better results. So the prompt that I use in order to improve my prompts when I talk to ChatGPT, I want you to act as a writing editor. I will provide you with a paragraph and I want you to rewrite it several times with different styles of writing in a table format. And then you can choose what will you choose among those paragraphs. And the prompt that I use in order to improve the prompts themselves, it was the, you're a prompt generation robot. Uh, You need to gather information about the user's goals, objectives, examples of the preferred output and other relevant context. The prompt should include all the necessary information that was provided to you. Ask follow-up questions to the user until you have confidence that you can produce a perfect prompt. Your return should be formatted clearly and optimized for ChatGPT interactions. Start by asking the user's goals, desired output, and any additional information you need. So those kinds of prompts that make ChatGPT produce the perfect prompts, they are good because they optimize your output and they also optimize your input. Sometimes a person might ask, for example, in the case of writing cover letters, some person may just provide the job description and nothing about themselves or like a paragraph about their experience and that's it. And that will not be enough to write a perfect cover letter, right? Because everything depends on the input information that you provide. So for example, this last prompt that I mentioned it makes you provide the information that is needed for the perfect output, if you get what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, and I just want to comment real quick because I just think the creativity that the two fellows, Sheena and Fedor, are utilizing and also just the experimentation, you know, getting in there with the new technology and then figuring out how to make it work for the problem that they have. For anybody who's hiring product managers out there, I hope you'll realize that these are two people who are, they have a goal and they're figuring out how to reach it creatively and using technology and hope you'll give them a chance to do that with you. Sumay, I I interrupted you before, I apologize, but I just think it's so funny because in the long run, this all seems terrible. To have AI writing cover letters that we're trying to find out who you are. But right now, it's telling us who you are is that you're somebody who figures out how to use technology to get the job done. And it's an advantage. Didn't mean to cut you off before, but what did you want to say or follow up with? No, I completely agree. And uh, no worries at all. What I find interesting here, too, is between Fedor and Sheena, they highlighted two different prompts that got them to the same 
outcome. And I'd be curious as an individual, if I was to try both of those prompts, which one is going to result in something that I consider higher caliber or higher value. These are all different experiments that, you know, anyone can run right now and find what their preference is. I also, what I love about what I'm hearing here is, you know, the skill of writing and doing research is becoming, like you said, everyone is going to have the same tools to have access to it. But the differentiation is on that second level of review, on that second level of editing, on follow-on prompts. What can you add beyond that to differentiate? So yeah, those are all the things I'm looking to learn and see what people are experimenting with here. And we're going to turn it over to Red to invite the audience to share their questions for Sheena, Fedor, Sumeya, and I, or to share their comments, how you're using ChatGPT for your job role. But first, I want to give Fedor, you are kind of building off of what Sheena was saying. Is there any other way that any other aspect of the job search process that you found ChatGPT to help you be more effective or efficient? Absolutely. I actually have a whole list of prompts that I used. I used it to improve my resume and to evaluate it. I used to understand the problems that are stopping me from getting a job and to mock, uh, to have mock-up interviews, to draft emails to the recruiters and to list the companies that I might like. If you want, I can read out loud all of those prompts. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe start with one. And then if somebody gives a thumb, if we get a couple thumbs up from the audience that they like this level of specificity, then we'll do a couple more. So give us the first one and then we'll look for thumbs up. Okay, I guess one prompt that I would love to share is the one that I actually used with WriteSonic. It's not ChatGPT because I used WriteSonic because ChatGPT has a cutoff date on September 2021, and it obviously doesn't have information about the new startups, and I'm and I would love to work with a company that's developing. So I used WriteSonic. It's app.writesonic.jobs, I think. And the prompt that I used was create a table with 30 startups in the AI or digital transformation fields that are currently hiring product managers in the US. Use columns. The columns uh, should be as follows. Name of the organization, mission, information on its financial stability, because we all know that a lot of layoffs are happening, right? And then link to the careers webpage of the organization. I use WriteSonic because ChatGPT has a lot of links that are already outdated and don't really work. And when somebody wants to have up-to-date information, it's easier to use AI tools that don't have the, this cutoff date. All right, we got a lot of thumbs up. So if you want to share another specific tool, it seems like people want to hear it. <laughs> okay, so this one, I think I found it on Instagram account of Jerry Lee. And uh, Jerry J H Lee. So this helps understand helps you understand what's stopping you from getting a job. And that's a relevant problem for me because I've been searching for like months and months, right? And the prompt is, imagine you are a career strategist. You give very realistic data-driven insights. You ask follow-up questions when you need clarity. You answer by sharing what the specific problems are for the client and tangible action items the client can take with specific website links. Your answer will be laid out in a table format. Problem, rationale, recommendation, and important score from 0 to 100. You're working with a fictitious client. This client has spent in search information, six months applying to 300 product manager jobs. You've gotten five first round interviews and zero job offers. And this gives it a lot of information to, to think about and to give you feedback. 
also the beginning of this prompt, you are a career strategist. It's an important part because ChatGPT can assume those roles. That's what also helps go through mock-up interviews if you're writing prompts and want to know whether you're ready to, like, for example, go for a product management interview with Google <laughs> or whatnot. All right, we're going to get to audience questions and comments real soon. But first, I just have to say that Sheena and Fedor, I'm just loving this conversation for many reasons. One, the specificity and the willingness to share, because these are two people in the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator here at the University of Washington trying to become product managers, getting closer and closer every day, and yet they're sharing their secrets with all of you, which is what the IPMA family is all about. It's a lift-as-we-climb mentality that success is not a finite resource that has to be hoarded, but it could be shared and lifting others. So this is just super awesome that, that you are being so giving to the community here, which is, is really valuable and says a lot about both of you. Sheen, I want to give you a chance to give a little bit more. Were there any other prompts that you wanted to share before we turn to audience questions? I mean, Fred, I pretty much cover most of it, but the only thing I would probably add is that you can use ChatGPT to act as an interviewer, saying that, you know, if you move on to the next stage and it's probably the product discovery stage, you can say, hey, or whatever, the specific interview is going to be about the technical aspect. I use it to help me to be better answering the questions and probably ask, say, hey, using some frameworks and any much frameworks what is out there that needed to answer the question. So that's what I would add towards this is pretty much using it to practice your interviewing skills. And you can also use such tools as, as Dictate Google Docs. You can use Dictate uh, to simulate this uh, interviewing process because you, when you Dictate, it transcribes for you. You just paste it in ChatGPT, And then you can ask it to evaluate you as if they are a head of product in this company. This is the job description. And evaluate my response on the scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 100. And like, give me the actionable items, what I can do to improve. <laughs> so. Excellent. So now is the chance for the audience to get your questions answered. Two ways you could do it is to DM Red here and he'll read it if you want to be anonymous or if you just want to be written or raise your hand and we'll bring you up on stage and you could ask your questions that way. Before we do the audience questions, Sumeya, I'm just curious, hearing how they're using ChatGPT, are you starting to think of other ways that you would maybe recommend somebody tries to experiment with? Like, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you're a really creative, really fast thinker. And I'm just wondering, have they sparked any ideas that are untested, but that you would think maybe there's a use for for ChatGPT in the job search process? I'm actually thinking about people who have not been product managers. So I'm thinking about the use case that I get a lot of questions about. People come to me that are, you know, maybe marketing or engineering or customer service, and they they say they want to become PMs. I'm wondering if, you know, you feed it your resume and, and say, hey, rewrite my resume as if I am a product manager applying for this specific job if it's going to be able to take those skills and reframe them within a product management, because that's actually one of the hardest thing for people to do is to take what they do and reframe it from the perspective of product management. That's one. And two, you know, if you were to write up your experience, uh, you know, in a narrative, can it take that and also reframe it from a PM? And then lastly, you know, career pathing is something a lot of people wonder about, you know, if I I like one, two, three, what are the kinds of jobs in product management that would apply to me? For example, I like B2B for companies that are Series C or further in the United States or whatever other constraints you have. 
I'm curious if it can give you specific career path options, not just uh, jobs you can apply for, but thematic things that help you then look further into what would be a good fit for you. Excellent. Thank you, Sumeya. Thank you, Fedor and Sheena. Now it's time for audience questions and comments in red. That's your turn. So are you ready to lead this part of the show? Wow. That was an extended red D, and then you actually finished the sentence this time, Jeff. I'm, uh, I'm honored. I'm honored. Your, your puns have taken hold. So yes, there are a number of folks out there who have reached out to me saying, can you help me? And then I've responded to all of them saying, yes, let me ask you, do you have any questions? So I'm waiting for those people to get back, but a few, a lucky few have actually pinged me directly. Also, raise your hands, please. Come on stage. Most of you look real. You don't look like ChatGPT. That's pretty awesome. I am going to pull in the first question now. So hold on here. And I wish there was like sound effects or anything, but keep anonymous those who ask questions. I am not going to be saying your full name. And if I request you don't want any first names, I'll leave that too. But Jeff, are you Jeffy for the first question? I, I tried. The <laughs> pun doesn't work. Yeah, let's get one from online. And then we've got two people I pulled up on stage here. Awesome. Awesome. So the first one is feedback first to start. When you have an interview, you can use chat GPT to help you create questions for the interviews, right? So we talked about copying and pasting and all the different techniques. But one thing I'd want to represent here is we did cover a lot of this, but I want to give credit to where it is due. People like the commands. What are 10 good conversations started with this person? Or what tech questions would be a good one to ask this person or their person? If you really want to add some flavor to that too, anonymous person who asked me to state this on your behalf, another good tip is to have ChatGPT respond to you in the voice or in the written word of Benjamin Franklin, or pick a historian. So that way you can have a little bit more fun when you show up your meeting and speak in proper English. So just throwing it out there, you know, just an idea. If you want them to do it rap style, that could be cool too, if you're trying to get a job. <laughs> what is happening, yeah. Reddit? Did somebody really tell you all this? Uh, no, I'm, I'm adding to the flavor. I'm adding to the flavor. But it is true, by the way, you actually can do this. So sometimes people are trying to come up with responses for school papers. And they want to write it in the word of the person they're reviewing or interviewing, so to speak. It brings the uh, people back to life. So it's a kind of creepy concept. (laughs) Indeed it is. Okay. Past that one, we have live humans. That's right. They are still living, not like our friend Benjamin Franklin. We'll start with Cheyenne. Welcome to the stage. Please, the microphone is yours. How can we help? What entry-level books would you recommend for somebody who's transitioning to a PM role? entry-level book. So we're not talking about Bernstein Bears here, folks. We've got professionals on the stage. I'm going to start with Sumeya. You came off mute. Yeah. Where would I, you begin? I, <laughs> I would uh, recommend Continuous Discovery. That's a, like a Bible to a lot of PMs. And it just talks about the early days of the product or when you're trying to figure out what to build. And then Lean Agile is still a very important, or Lean Startup, sorry, by Eric Ries. I think the thinking around what Agile means or how to move quickly when building products is still important. And then last one is Working Backwards. And that's the story of how big blockbuster products get built at Amazon. And some of like the stories of, for example, Prime, how was that? built from the early days. So it gives you like an insight into the conversations people have and anything where you you're thinking about a founder of a startup or any book that talks about founders, 
is a great book to translate it to product managers. Yes, you definitely are not the CEO, but the same thinking about, oh, what am I building? How am I building it? How do I bring people together? How do I validate it? What are the outcomes I care about? In general, I'm saying if you get your hands on articles or even blogs that talk to founders, those are 100% relevant to PMs. I've got a few to add as well. Testing Business Ideas by David Bland. Don't you know him, Samaya? Yes, yes. I, I hope he does not, <laughs> well, does he not knew, hear this part. <laughs> you knew that I was going to bring that up because you knew this was a volley. You didn't want to take all the books at once. Thank you. Testing Thank Business you. Ideas by David Bland. I think a huge part of product management is experimentation. And this book does an excellent job of giving you ways to test an idea before you invest all the resources into making it a reality. Another book that is highly recommended, but my students have had a little bit of trouble with because it's not as specific as they'd like, but inspired by Marty Kagan. So a lot of people love that book. Yeah, it doesn't have the level of examples that I think the testing business ideas brings to light. And then Lean Product Playbook by Dan Olson. And Samaya, if there's any pushback on any of the books, let me know. But those are three other books that I would add to the list. Fedor, you got one. We got another one. You missed one, Jeff. I knew it. <laughs> I actually wanted to uh, go back to the topic, the usage of ChatGPT. And those kinds of questions you can always ask ChatGPT, and it will provide you with the list of relevant books. For example, I did ask this question to ChatGPT, and it did provide the list uh, of Inspired, Cracking the PM Interview, The Lean Product Playbook, and Product Leadership, How Top Product Managers Launch Awesome Products. What I'm saying is, ChatGPT is a treasury of knowledge, and you can always get that knowledge from there easily. It's the only librarian that won't shush you, Cheyenne. So feel <laughs> free to yell at it. <laughs> Thank you. So back to the concept of books and recommendations. I love the question. If others are looking for more resources, please chime in on the Slack group. If you're listening to this as a podcast and you would like to get additional recommendations, go for it. But uh, credit to where it's due. We love doing this. If you read the book and you liked it, thank Sumeya, thank Jeff, thank Fedora and ChatGPT. You don't have to thank ChatGPT. I don't know if you get points for thinking a AI algorithm, but that would be the recommendation. And obviously, thank Cheyenne. If you have recommendations as well, throw it her way. Now we're moving on to the next question on stage. In order, we have, oh boy, Jeff, I don't know what I'm going to do here. You see, we had this old policy. We didn't let doctors on stage. Oh, but Fred. <laughs> yeah. That- Dentists. We had a podcast with him, man. Yes, this is I know. I know. The show. I get it. I found the loophole. The loophole is you have to know somebody and vet them first. But if I haven't, they are not making it on here. So, doctor, you clearly know the right people. That's it. I'm just putting it out there. The queen of podcasting has approved you. I'm going to go hide in my little hole over here and come up with the next question. The stage is yours. Hit unmute. Hey guys, so nice to see you, Somaya, Jeff as well, and everyone. It's been a while. And red, and red. I didn't hear it. I didn't know it. He said everyone, man. He said and everyone. Yeah, but he named your names individually. This is why doctors, okay, you know what? I'm going over here. (laughs) Somaya and Jeff, uh, I I remember they hosted in the Human Behavior Club over on Clubhouse. (laughs) It was uh, personal. Personal. I I didn't want to take a, this is such a... Uh, useful room. I don't want to take up too much time, <laughs> but of course you as well. Thank you for having me on stage. So now I want to talk about basically, so Maya, thank you so much. You helped my wife transition from data science to product management. She's been working for a year and a half, which is great. So as you know, I'm a medical doctor, but I've got interested in product, especially with digital health and med tech. 
taking off. I advise a lot of companies and I picked up, you know, no formal training, but informally, you know, sat with product managers and product meetings, picked up quite a lot. And I guess the unique skill set is the clinical side with the tech understanding. And now I'm seeing a lot of doctors, especially here in the UK as well as the US, wanting to transition to become clinical product managers. It's kind of a new term. So I know you mentioned an accelerator. Is there scope to have a product management course for doctors so they can, you know, advise health tech companies more efficiently or even become health tech product managers. Would love to know what you guys think. And and if you were, say, a clinician, because I was talking to my friend the other day, Keith, who worked at Babylon, and he kind of started to become a bit of a, a clinical product manager himself. And he's trying to come up with, a, he's thinking through, would there be a curriculum? As doctors now want to work in tech, and tech being the biggest industry, a, what do you guys think about that? Would you guys offer anything like that? And then B, if you are a doctor wanting to become a product manager, how is best to position yourself and where to start? I know startups is a great place, but is there roles where, you know, doctors are useful for health tech startups as product managers? Thanks. Absolutely. And uh, I did see uh, Sumeya come off mute, but uh, Sheen, I want to get to you first because we haven't heard from you in a bit. I was hoping uh, you want to be able to weigh in on this one. If not, you can always pass the proverbial option to our friend Sumeya or as well to Fedor. So. Sure. Thanks. But I'm going to pass this question. <laughs> I called it. It's okay. Sumeya, you unmuted first. <laughs> yeah. It is all you. And thank you, Sheena, for being empathetic and uh, passing it on to. <laughs> I think so. Sohaib's question is very, I think, is where product management is going. So if you think about the PM as a journalist, very soon we're going to see less and less and less of those jobs, I believe, because there are all these tools that are going to be able to do a lot of that journalist stuff for you. The specialization, whether it's in the medical field or financial services or tech, like specific infrastructure is where it's at. And we actually see that in real life anyway. When you look at people hiring PMs, most of the time they're looking for you to have similar experience to, you know, what they expect you to do. It's just there is that bias already in the system. And so the question is, are there programs out there to teach people how to be PMs in a very specific industry or specific knowledge? I don't know. I haven't seen anything, but I'd be curious what Jeff can tell us there. To answer the second question about how doctors and clinical people, or let's say a bank teller or a bank regulator wants to become a PM in financial services. These are all highly regulated industries, which is why I'm thinking about them in parallel. The answer is yes. And I would imagine as someone who, for example, worked in both financial services and healthcare, picking up the domain and the context is sometimes harder than picking up the product management. And so if you are in the clinical field, and you already have some leadership capacity or administrative experience, it's going to be so much easier for you to make that move to product management. When we talk about what are these skills that you need to talk about or pick up, it is where we started at the beginning of the show, where we talked about, you know, your ability to influence people, your ability to talk about strategy. And those are all things that you teach in the accelerator, right? 
Yeah, so I'll chime in real quick before we move on to the next question. So the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator at the University of Washington is designed to empower professionals from historically marginalized communities to land their first product management role. So the goal is the program, we have career services, we have mentors, we have a 12-week program specifically targeted to bringing diverse voices into product management. We hope that it results in employment. Related to clinical product management and doctor to product management, I don't actually have data to jump in on this, but we're seeing from these conversations AI is transforming so many industries and technology is transforming industries. And so somebody who knows how the medical profession currently works to help then build products that can make it work even better, more efficiently or more effectively, I think will be able to add a lot of value. And as Samaya said, and as we've covered on this podcast quite a bit, there's some transferable skills. That's going to be a bit more of a challenge, but it's all about the storytelling. And, and as Sheena said, throw your resume into ChatGPT and ask it to make that pitch for you. But thanks for, for being here. It's great to see you again. JC? Hold on. Before you get to JC, I want to give credit to Fedor because he, he blew my mind. And Doc, you get credit for coming back here to prove it's true. I went into ChatGPT and I asked the question, is there any type of program for doctors to become PMs? And it just ran on. It was one of the longest responses I've ever seen. So hmm. maybe after this, you can hit up ChatGPT and see what it has to say for you. Can I get a little thumbs up? A little... <laughs> yeah, well, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I will have me. a look at that as well. That was all for no. He proved it was possible. I'm just following in his footsteps. I'm doing that next. Thank you so much, Sumaya, Jeff, Red, and everyone else. Uh, Love hearing you guys again. Yeah, you too. To see and happy Ramadan. Yeah, happy Ramadan to you as well, Sumaya. Hope to see you ready in a Jeffy with Sumayi. I don't remember how we did it. <laughs> yeah. All right, JC, you're next on stage. <laughs> I just want to follow up on that. I have to jet, guys, so this will be quick. I'm going to drop a little bomb and let you guys fight it out. No, I love you guys. I have a little bit of a different bend on this. So I would say that I would not go into a like a medical product management course. The reason being is because product management, one of the things you have to contend with is having to think and like reduce that bias. And the problem is that when we go into industry sometimes is that we already have the same vernacular and you're speaking the same language and you're drinking the Kool-Aid from that from the industry. And so you're already introducing bias in it. And when I see, when I think about the medical technology that's coming out, I think of innovation and really innovation is going to have to come from thinking from someplace that's not within, you know? So just keep that in mind. If you're going to do this, I would, you know, into, in terms that you're not comfortable with, because to me, that's, that's part of what product management is, is really thinking. So when we talk about some of the books that we're looking at, frameworks are great, right? Frameworks are great. We have to learn how to how to read the recipe first and follow it exactly. Then we have to, you know, we'll memorize it. But ultimately to be a craftsman, you have to know it so well that you can change things up because you know you understand the meta behind it. Circling back, that's why I think that, you know, going into product management and learning product management in and of itself would be a helpful thing. You'll get thinking from other sides and other perspectives. And that's all I have. Well, Samaya, I saw you on mute about 20 seconds back. So either you're going to go... Let's yeah. rock and roll, but he's, he's got to come down and blow. So, JC, I just want to confirm because I heard the one one part in the beginning, and then the second part you, you like qualified it. So, are you saying you don't recommend that people with medical background go into product management for medical products? No, no not, not oh. at all, not at all. I, okay, I'm saying don't look for a specific medical product management thing. Go in and learn about product management, hear from other people, hear from other professions, hear from other perspectives. 
because when you bring it back, when you co- go back into medicine and medical technology, you're going to have those different perspectives and you won't have the same bias that you're introducing from within the community. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So just keep that. I got to go guys. Always Thanks. great. Hopefully that helps. Okay. Hey, I love it. I love it. Just jumping in, dropping some knowledge, maybe a little controversy. I don't know. As far as questions, this has been an incredible show so far. We have one coming in digitally before we go so to more folks on stage. This one's a moral question. So here we are telling people to land a product management role. You use ChatGPT with the resume to the cover letter. But this is where it draws a line, right? If in the last show we did, if you haven't heard it, please go and download the previous podcast about ChatGPT. We blurred the lines about what you're allowed to use it for at work and what you might not be. And one of the ideas is using it to respond to coworkers' emails, as we lightly touched on here. So the question was, how transparent should you be in your interview about your use of ChatGPT? Should you tell them your cover letter was written by it? Your resume was rewritten by it? Or should you get the job and, you know, hide it? There's got to be some ideas here of what is the moral ground and how to breach it. So that's what they're asking. I'm putting it out to the audience. Let's start with our two panelists. Make the case. Obviously, you're using it. So make the case that that you should be using it. Uh, hi. So I think that, well, I know that I would be transparent about usage of ChatGPT because one thing is obvious. ChatGPT is not a replacement technology, but augmentation technology. So it can improve your writing, right? It can improve your efficiency, but it will not replace you as a person, you as a person who works and has their own knowledge and their own methods of achieving the results that is needed, that is wanted by the company. So I would be transparent. Well, first, it's ethical concerns, right? And second is I would want my coworkers to be okay with me using ChatGPT for tasks that could be automated to some extent. For example, if I'm planning all the things that I want to do this week, I might use ChatGPT. If I want to analyze the problem, I want to have another perspective. And I will tell GPT, hey, you are not a first adopter, for example, and I want you to ask me questions. So ChatGPT really does help you improve the way you look at things, the way you sometimes correspond with people. And I would be transparent about it, but it is ultimately the decision of the interviewer to accept your position or not. So so here's my question, uh, pushing back, and then Sheena, I'd want to hear from you. Sorry. But so we don't tell the person what calendar we used that helped us be more productive to get there. We don't tell the interviewer what car we drove to get there, uh, which helped us perform. We don't tell them what alarm clock we used to wake up. So we have all these tools that are helping us be more productive. We're not forthcoming and put it all out there. We don't tell them which spell check. You know, do we use Google spell check or or Microsoft Word spell check. So that's my counterpoint. I'm not staking that claim in the ground, but I'm asking the question. And Sheena, go ahead with what you wanted to say or if you have any reactions to what I just said. Sure, no problem. If the interviewer asks me the question, do you use any AI software like ChatGPT in a job application, I'm going to be honest and say yes. And the reason why I'm going to say yes because there are also other tools out there that can analyze your cover letter if you're not careful how you write it to know if it was written by an AI platform. So I'm always going to be honest with it. 
and but I'm not going to go into view and say, hey, I use, you know, chat AI or chat GPT to write my cover letter. No, I'm not going to do it. If they ask questions, sure. If they ask questions, if I use any technology to help my product management project or any side horses, I'm going to show yes. These I use AI tools to help me because at the end of the day, I'm using technology to improve my performance. And that's what I'm all about, learning the technology as fast as possible to implement it in my product management journey. So that's all about me. So it depends on how you want to put it out there. And then, Sumei, I think this is an important question, so I do want to hopefully have your perspective weigh in. And am I too reductive in saying that it's just another productive productivity tool? And I'm not saying it is, but like asking the question, is it just another productivity tool? And do we don't mention all the other productivity tools? So, Sumei, any thoughts on this moral issue and how much you reveal forthcoming, how much you reveal when you're asked, and so on? Yeah, I think I'm with Sheena on if asked, I would share it, but uh, I will not share it proactively. I just don't see the point. I mean, you can send your cover letter to be reviewed by your friend. It's basically the same thing. So I don't really see the need there. The part that I am still conflicted about is when it comes to the job. So the interaction of the cover letter and practicing and all that, it's great. But then in your job, if you become very reliant on these tools, and as we've seen, like some of them actually get uh, restricted. So there is a maximum number of prompts you can do now with the, with the free versions of ChatGPT. Like if your excellence in your job becomes extremely reliant on these tools that are still slightly nascent, and then they go away or they get restricted or they change, what happens to your job? I don't know. These are just questions going through my mind where I want to be fully embrace them in my job. But another part of me is saying I need to understand with where this experiment is going and is the AI going to become destructive in a way that I'm not even anticipating. I've been reading some of the thinkers around this too. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I want to make sure that we're cognizant of, first of all, the individual that asked the question. Thank you for everybody for weighing in. Secondly, with the clock ticking on the end of this show, Jeff, I wanted to be very, very, well, I just have to be empathetic to the people who've been waiting on stage so long to ask questions and uh, apologize in advance that I don't think we're going to get to everybody today, but we are here every single Tuesday. And if you have questions next time, be the first to get on stage, be the first to ask questions. Heck, ask the questions before the show if you know the topic. But one thing's for sure, there's a no answer to this. If you are going to be using ChatGPT, don't just assume that you can hide it from your employer and it's going to be okay. And don't just assume that if you tell them you did it for your employer, it's going to be okay. You really need to think about this because it's a brand new tech and uh, all the perspectives we heard today were fantastic. So Jeff, I'm going to bring it back to you. Apologies for those who we did not get to and apologies for Jeff not ending on time. Winky face. All right. I'm going to give it actually a quick shot. We're going to give 10 seconds each and see if we can get one quick answer for each of them. Obu, did you have a quick question? Real fast. It's, it's not actually a question per se. I just want to chip in one or two things. Uh, let's make it one thing because we're almost out of time here. So if you could do one thing, I'd love to hear your voice here. And make it fast, please, so we can get out on time. Okay, like just said, ChatGPT is there to improve our mode of doing work. It's meant to make work faster. So by using ChatGPT, I think sometimes if you are to use it for your cover letter, you can actually, you know, go there to rephrase some things. When you get them, when you get your cover letter, you can actually rephrase them so that 
doesn't become so obvious because literally you find out that almost everybody will be having the same thing over there. And that's why I tell people ChatGPT is not there to replace the human work. It's there to improve our own part in doing work to make things easier. So also, if you intend to go into product management and you want to use LinkedIn as your platform to get to your employer, so you have to design your resume and tailor it to your work because most times, most people, they have experience in teaching, like people that are into academics. Obu, thank you so much. I hate to cut you off, but we have a hard stop here, and you've already dropped some valuable knowledge, which I think I'd love to just highlight again. Thank you, Obu, for saying yes. AI, ChatGPT, cannot replace the human. If you use it as a replacement for things you don't want to do, you will f- likely fail. You have to use it as a complement to the things that you're doing. And I think the debate rages on. We covered this last week as to the ethical, when you can use it, how often you should use it. I'd love for everybody to listen to that previous episode. Lonnie, I'm going to throw a risk here. Give me 15 seconds or less. It'll be super quick. I joined late. Thank you guys all so much for having me up here on the stage. I'm in a totally different industry than everybody else here which uh, it was absolutely amazing hearing the things I did get to hear. My question was going to be for the tips and the prompts that there's a place we can find a lot of these for organizing a brand and a business for like daily operations. And uh, if there was like a resource or a guide or something somewhere available, or if there was a link to it somewhere, if there's a place to make it easy, readily accessible. All right. Thank you, Lonnie. You did it. And let's do the concluding thoughts and answering Lonnie's question. Sheena and Fedor, if you have a concluding thought and if you have a favorite resource for sparking your creativity in how you prompt ChatGPT, I'd love to end with those. Sheena first. Yeah, sure. There are a few persons that I followed right now on LinkedIn that give me prompts to help me with my job search or anything using ChatGPT. I don't know the name, but what I can do is that I can send you those names right after this right now. All right. Thank you, Sheena. Fedor? There are actually several places where you can see different types of ChatGPT prompts. And if you Google them, you will find them. I mean, there is a GitHub repository, uh, there is bboom.com, uh, and there are several other spots that I know about. You can Google, you'll find them. All right. Concluding thoughts. Sumeya, anything you want to leave the audience with? This is not original. I I sort of said something before. We're all part of this experiment. (laughs) And ChatGPT is not the only option. I I love that Fedor highlighted a couple of other, you know, possible solutions you can use with a lot more fresh data. So for job searches that need fresh information, those are much better than ChatGPT. But other than that, just keep the mindset of this is an experiment and keep reading from the experts who know about AI because behind all of these solutions are these complex models that we don't see. And I think it's good for all of us to keep an open mind. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Is You have to know how it's working. You have to give a little bit of investment rather than just trusting what somebody else has done and doing it yourself. You have to understand a little bit of how it's working. Sheena and Fyodor, anything else you wanted to leave the audience with before I sign off here with the concluding thought? I just wanted to say thank you. It was really nice discussing such an important topic as the usage of ChatGPT in this volatile time of people getting laid off and doing job search for months and months. And I really hope that some of the prompts that we shared, Sheena and I, and some of the thoughts that all of the participants shared benefited your search. And good luck, really. I really hope you will find your job soon. Sheena? Yeah, sure. Great. So the last thing I want to tell you guys is that find your superpower, what your superpower is about. 
and try to emphasize that on your cover letter. It doesn't matter what background you're coming from. You have a superpower that can help you in your product management journey. For example, I'm coming from marketing and customer background so my superpower is having empathy skills and know how to interact with customers and helping the team in your product discovery so i discovered that once you find your superpower try to use ai tools to build tools user knowledge in product management and to build tools and that's what i have been doing even though i don't have any background in coding or technical i'm using no code tools and ai tools to help me to build to build products and this can help you in your job search and your job journey to stand out so that's my advice to everybody thank you all right thank you sheena thank you fedor thank you for everybody who asked questions sorry to everybody who we didn't get a chance to turn to today i want to just say this conclude with this one Sheena and Fedor are two brilliant aspiring product managers in the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator here at the University of Washington, a free program bringing more diverse voices into product management and voices who lift as they climb, just like Fedor and Sheena did, and voices who are want to build a more inclusive future. So we're grateful that T-Mobile and Starbucks have sponsored that program so it could be a free program. We're grateful for that, uh, Sheena and Fedor sharing their insights with all of you. And I want you all to, to realize... It's a new technology, and so don't necessarily blindly follow what Fedor and Sheena have done, but instead, I hope that inspires you to experiment, to set out reasonable goals for yourself, test things out, and see how you could utilize technology to achieve the dreams that you have for yourself, for your community, and and hopefully for building a, a better future. So thank you all for joining us today. We'll be back next week with mistakes I made that made me a better product manager. So we have three brilliant product managers who are going to share the mistakes they've made that have made them a better PM. And then the following week, we're going back to the AI tools because we just can't get enough of it. So everybody have a great week and we'll see you here Tuesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time on LinkedIn. Take care, everybody.